Okay, Luke 15. <clears throat> Luke 15 and verse 1. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. When he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we bow before you, Lord, I do thank you for the Word of God and for another privilege that we have this side of eternity to preach your word. And Lord, I realize without the power of God that I'm helpless to do anything. And I pray, O oh God, that you would help me today to be a blessing, to be a help to each one who will listen today. You know the condition of every heart. You know those who need to be saved. And I pray the Spirit of God would speak to their heart and they'd uh, come to Christ today. They'd obey the voice of God. Lord, I pray that you'd revive our hearts as your people and do for us that we cannot do for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm speaking today on the subject of the lost sheep. Now, sheep are used in the Bible to portray us before as well as after salvation. It can be uh, applicable to a lost person, to a backslider, or to a saved person depend on the context in which it is given. Now to be compared to a sheep is not necessarily to be paid a compliment because sheep are really quite dumb. Uh, we find some things about a sheep and that is that a sheep strays easily. Uh, it is easy for a sheep to go astray. I read that, uh, uh, that a sheep will go away from the blading of the rest of the flock, go in the opposite direction, and uh, not realizing what it's doing. It strays easily. Now the Bible said in Psalm 119, 176, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant. Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. And 1 Peter 2, 25, For we were as sheep going astray. So a sheep strays easily. The second thing is that a sheep has no sense of direction. It does not know north from south, east from west. It loses sense of direction. Once it strays, uh, it is hard for it to come back to the flock. 
Then a third thing about a sheep is that a sheep is defenseless. It has no natural defense. As some animals, some animals have, uh, dogs have uh, teeth that can bite and, and uh, many animals have a defense but not a sheep. Sheep is an easy prey for most any other wild animal that would prey upon it. It is defenseless. So in our text here today, we have a sheep that has gone astray. We have a sheep that doesn't know where it's at. It don't know how to get back to the flock. And then we have a sheep that is defenseless. But you know, there's a wonderful thing about this story. And that is that we have a sheep that has a wonderful shepherd. And that's the blessing of the story. But for the shepherd, this sheep would have no hope. This sheep is strayed. This sheep is lost. And this sheep is defenseless. And the shepherd is well aware of that. And therefore the shepherd goes after the sheep. Now we notice the shepherd is searching for the sheep. In Psalm 119 there, the verse said, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant. The only hope for this sheep is for the shepherd to search for it, for the shepherd to look for it. And so it is the shepherd that is seeking after the sheep. And the first thing I point out is that it is a personal search. It is a personal search. You see, he has a hundred sheep. He has ninety-nine. The verse, the song said, or, or here is ninety-nine, are they not enough for thee? I mean, to lose one out of a hundred is not that big a thing, is it? But here is a loving shepherd. Here's a wonderful shepherd that's concerned about one sheep that has gone astray. Now notice that it is the shepherd himself that does the searching. He does not send someone else. But the shepherd leaves the 99 safe in the fold and he goes after that one which has strayed away. He goes seeking for this sheep. Now in John chapter 10, if you'll turn there, John chapter 10, he talks about the good shepherd. And we like to look, turn our attention to the shepherd today. And uh, some things about this shepherd in John chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. He talks about the shepherd, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow. But we'll flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now it was important that the shepherd go looking for the sheep. If the shepherd had sent somebody else, and the sheep would have, would have uh, run away from this man because they did not know the voice. Then he goes on down in verse 11. He said, I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He that is in hireling, he's talking about a hired hand, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf come in, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. Now the hired hand is looking for payday and quitting time. He has nothing to lose. He's not going to risk his life. He's not going to go after the sheep because he's a hireling. But the owner of the sheep, he has everything to lose. He's, a, he's attached to the sheep. And he goes after that which is lost. Now this is a wonderful picture of what the Lord Jesus does for you and I. Thank God he sought me one day. I didn't seek him. You know the Bible said in Romans 3.11, there is none that seeketh after God. And in Luke uh, 19.10, he said, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. If God does not seek after a person, they'll never get saved. Because the sinner is like a sheep. He has no sense of direction. And he does not realize what's good for him. But the shepherd is the one that seeks after the sheep. The book of Ezekiel chapter 34. The Lord there is talking to Israel in verse 11 and 12. He said, For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I even I will most search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. So it is a personal search. You know, salvation is personal. Individuals get saved, not crowds. Thank God for numbers of people may, that may get saved at the same time or in the same service. But salvation is personal. It's individual. You must come to Christ on your own. You must respond to the call. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the shepherd reaches out to the sinner. The shepherd has gone after this one that is straight. He's got 99 but that's not enough. He goes after that one that is straight away. It is a personal search. And I'm glad that one day God knocked on my door of my heart and convicted me by His Holy Spirit and showed me through the Word of God the way of salvation. And I was able to be saved. I was the lost sheep. I had strayed. And... Uh, I didn't know, I had no sense of direction. I didn't know the way to heaven. I didn't know how to be saved. The sinner does not know the way to heaven. I've had people say to me, leave me alone. When I get ready to get saved, I'll get saved on my own. That'll never happen. A man left alone will never be saved. Some people don't understand. They don't understand their condition. We should not be, uh, we should not be put off by that sort of thing. 
because the sinner doesn't realize his own need. And uh, so uh, I was lost. The Bible talks about this term over and over, being lost. And he's thinking about the sheep. It's lost. Don't know where to go. Don't know which way to go. And defenseless against the onslaught of the devil. It's a personal search. Second of all, we find it was a passionate search. The shepherd loves this sheep. He loves all of his sheep. But he has an attachment to the one that has gone astray. The Bible said in Matthew 3, 36, and when he saw the multitudes talking about Jesus, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Jesus looked on the multitude and he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. You know, dogs can get along without a, uh, on their own. Cats can get along on their own. Many animals, if you turn them out in the wild, they will survive on their own. But domestic, domestic sheep are different. I realize they're wild sheep. But domestic sheep need a shepherd. And in Bible times, of course, in our day, we put up fences and confine animals to a certain area, but in that land, there was no fences, and, and they were the shepherd was the one that led them from pasture to pasture. And without a shepherd, they were helpless and would have died and been scattered. But the shepherd goes after this one that's gone astray. He was moved with compassion. The Bible said in John 3, 16, that great verse that's probably more well known than any other verse in the Bible. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. What caused Jesus to go to the cross? Love. What caused him to leave heaven and come into a world of sin to be spit upon, to be rejected, to be hated and despised? His love for you and I. He loved us while we were sinners. You know, to me, that's one of the most amazing truths is that God loved me while I was a sinner. We think of all the sin that goes on in the world and, and the extent of man's sin and the wickedness of the human heart. Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart of man is wicked beyond imagination. And yet in spite of that, God reaches out to the sinner in compassion and love. Then we find the third thing is that it was a painful search. Now the Bible said here that he left the ninety and nine in the wilderness and he goes after that which is lost until he find it. 
Now, when we think of a wilderness, we may think of a jungle. But a wilderness in Bible lands is not that at all. A wilderness in the Bible is, is uh, what we would compare to a desert probably, more of a desert than anything else. Lots of rock, a dangerous area. This is a painful search. Get the picture, if you will. The shepherd has been with the sheep all day. He's been out in the sun to the pasture land. Now even it has begun to fall, and the shepherd brings the sheep into the fold. The fold was, it was a boundary, just an enclosure of rock or thorn bushes. And the shepherd would leave those sheep in there. The shepherd went. If you study John 10, it's what he has in mind. The, the shepherd goes into the fold and he, the sheep follow him in. And the shepherd becomes the door. He lays down across the opening. And he's the door. But he leads the sheep into the fold. Now keep in mind the shepherd is tired. He's worked all day keeping the sheep, watching for a straying animal. And if one begins to stray, brings it back in the fold, leading the sheep to the pasture. Now back to the fold. His body is tired. His body cries out for sleep. But as he brings the sheep in the fold, he counts them. 91, 92. 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. I took 100 sheep with me today. One is missing. And though the shepherd is tired and his body is tired, and though he's sleepy, he leaves the 99 safe in the fold and he goes after the one that is going to stray. And by now, darkness has fallen. And in the desert, though it is hot in the daytime, it begins to get cold at night. It's a painful search. The temperature is dropping. There's danger now in the darkness. The danger of stumbling and falling and breaking a bone or falling off of a precipice. The thorns that would be visible, easily visible during the day are now hard to see. And as the shepherd goes through the thorns, they tear at his body and the rocks at his feet. I've got 99 back in the fold. Why should I continue for one little sheep? But he presses on. Continually calling for the sheep, listening for a response. He could, that he might hear the blading of the sheep. He continues to search, retracing his steps. 
that he'd taken during the day. Wonder where he got astray. Wonder why I didn't see it go astray. And he continues to search, hoping to get there before the wolf does. Before the animal does, the enemy of the sheep. The shepherd continues to call. What's a spiritual lesson? The lesson is that Jesus Christ is searching this dark world through the Spirit of God, calling out to sinners that are in danger. They're going to drop off into hell. And the Lord Jesus is calling for them and searching for them and hoping that they will respond to his call. But the shepherd continues to search for the sheep. It is a painful search. His body is tired. His body cries out to quit. Go back to the fold. Forget the sheep. Aren't you glad God didn't forget about you? If I asked today how many responded to the first call God called you, probably not many could lift their hand and say the first time God spoke to my heart, I was saved. It's probably more likely that God spoke to you and called you on numerous occasions, but you didn't respond, but then there came a time when you said yes to God. The shepherd continues to search. He continues to pursue. He continues to cry out to the sheep that are gone astray. Then the fourth thing, and that is that it was a persistent search. He doesn't give up. The Bible said here in verse 4 that he leaves a 99 in the wilderness and he, he goes out to that which is lost until until he find it. Until he find it. What a shepherd. This shepherd is determined, I'm going to find the sheep. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep on until I find it. If it takes me all night, I'll keep searching until I find the sheep. The sheep is lost. And he continues to search. He continues to cry out to his sheep. John 10, the Bible said, My sheep hear my voice, and they know me, and they follow me. A stranger, they will not follow, for they know not the voice of strangers. He knows that this sheep will recognize his voice, so the, the search is persistent, and he continues to search. I don't know what time it was, the parable, the story that he's telling is an illustration. But uh, he continues to search for the sheep. And he continues to cry out all the time as he's traveling. He's crying out for the sheep. Finally, somewhere maybe up in the early morning hours, he hears the faint bleeding of the sheep. And there's hope gathers in his bosom. And the shepherd continues 
In my mind, I picture the sheep. I think it was a young sheep, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But in my mind, I picture the sheep that's on a precipice. The sheep has fallen off, wandering around, trying to find some sense of direction, trying to get back to the fold. I can picture the sheep on the ledge there, bleeding and crying for help. And I see the shepherd going. You know, the shepherd had two instruments. The shepherd had the rod and he had the staff. The staff was a long stick with a crook on the end of it. The rod was a club, really. It was used for different ways. It was used to, uh, for protection against wild animals uh, and uh, other, other means. But the staff, I could see the shepherd going out there. And I could see him leaning over the rock, taking that hook on that staff, putting it around that little sheep, pulling that sheep up to himself. You know, that's where we were at. Right on the edge of eternity. Ready to, just like that sheep was probably ready to drop off in to be killed to certain death below. And that's exactly the condition of the sinner. That is, that is ready to drop off into hell. And the only hope the sinner has is for the shepherd to go looking for it. You know who the shepherd, the shepherd is Jesus Christ. And you know who he uses, don't you? He uses you and I. That's why we ought to be involved. Ought to be involved. Now, we can apply this. We can apply this to, uh, to the lost person as well as the backslider. But the pain was talking about being spiritually asleep in Sunday school and how that can happen. And uh, a person that's asleep is just like a sheep that has wandered. When you're asleep, you're unconscious of what's going on. And you have to be awakened. And it's the shepherd that wakes us up. And he uses his people to do it. But we find that the shepherd is rewarded and the shepherd is glad because he's found the sheep that was lost and now he has a hundred. He does not have 99, he has a hundred. You know, Jesus died for, for the sins of the world. Everybody's not going to be saved. But the price has been paid for everybody. There's absolutely no reason for a man to go to hell because Everybody can be saved that wants to be saved. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. He died for everybody. And God wants everybody to be saved. Everybody won't be saved, but he wants them to be saved. He's the good shepherd that is not satisfied with a 99. You know, if you made a score of 99 on a test, that'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? But that's not 100. <laughs> if you make 99, you miss something. It's a good score. Most people be happy with it. But it's not a hundred. 
And the Lord would want everybody to be saved. But he finds the sheep that is lost. And the search is rewarded. He forgets about his pain. He forgets about the long hours. He forgets about the gnawing in his stomach, the hunger pains, and his thirst, and the chillness of the night. He forgets about it all because the sheep has been found. You know, there's a great truth here. The Bible said, When he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. The Bible said in Isaiah 9, 6, talking about Jesus and his coming reign, and one statement in that verse said, The government shall be upon his shoulder. Singular. The government shall be upon his shoulder. One shoulder. What does it say here? When he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Plural. He's going to rule this earth and the kingdoms of this world, and he will take it by force. The Bible teaches that in Revelation 19. When Christ comes to reign, he will take over the governments of this world by force and set up his kingdom and put it upon his shoulder. Twice as much as, as uh, the battle of Armageddon, fighting his enemies and taking over the, gov the government of this world, taking over control of this world. It will be upon his shoulder. But the Bible said here he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And my, my final point is it was a prosperous search. He found the sheep. It was worth it all because he found the sheep. You know it's worth it all to get a soul saved. It's worth it all. Brother Thomason's talking about in the opening. About soul winning. Everybody has something else to do. Everybody goes is tired. It's not easy. It's hard work. It's not easy to win a soul to Christ. But it's worth it. It's worth whatever it costs. you're saved, wouldn't you agree with that? Thank God I'm saved and I'm going to heaven and I'm not going to hell. I praise God for those who are willing to pay the price to get me saved. For Mike Hodge who was willing to obey the call of God on his life and to preach the gospel and preach the word of God to me so that I could hear. And my parents that were willing to take me to church and for all those that may have prayed for me and those that have a part and bring me to God. It was hard, and most of all, for what Jesus done on the cross of Calvary. The price that he paid, the, the, what it cost him, it cost him everything. Though he was, the Bible said, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich.
He left heaven. He left it all. He came into a world that hated him. He died on a cross. The most horrible form of death that's ever been invented by man has been crucifixion. Our minds cannot comprehend it. As they nailed him to the cross, the spikes to his hands and the spikes to his feet, bending the knees. And with every breath, with every breath, there was pain and agony. In order to breathe, he had to pull against those spikes through his hands and push against that through his legs to get a breath. Then when he relaxed, he went back down and he breathed again. And with every breath, there was agony. God let me experience a little taste of that when I fell and broke my ribs, punctured a lung. I had six bones broken. And with every breath, there was pain. That's what Jesus went through. I want to tell you that Calvary was awful. And the where the Stripes had been laid on his back and the bones made visible as he pushed that back, scraping on that cross. The blood oozing out. You see the picture of the crucifixion, those that have tried to portray it by paintings, and they have a little bit of blood running down from the nail, a little bit trickling down from the thorns. It wasn't that way at all. If I had a true picture of Jesus on that cross, there's not a person in this building that could look on it and stand it. You would hang your head just like they did in that day. They had jerked his beard out. They had beaten him until his face was swollen probably until he did not even resemble a human being. They had beaten and tortured him beyond recognition. And it was horrible. His face and back was a gob of blood and spittle. Cost him. It was a painful search. By the time this shepherd found the sheep, he probably was torn with thorns. He may have fallen several times. I don't know what the condition was. But I'll tell you, when he finds that sheep, he forgets all about it. He no longer is just like when a woman has a baby. The pain and that's all associated with childbirth. But you know, once the, once the baby is born, the mother forgets all about the agony. The joy of having a child. That's what Jesus did for you and I. The Bible said he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. When he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Why, he throws a party. He said, Come to my party, I found my sheep which is lost. Now this is probably young sheep because he lays it on his shoulders, carries it back. This also tells me that the sheep may have had a broken leg. 
from the fall. He carries it back. And he can pick it up and put it around his shoulders. And when he gets home, he is so excited. This tells me that this undoubtedly is one of his favorite sheep. Because he, he has a party for it. Come and rejoice. I found my sheep which was lost. Now we think of the 99. The Bible said here that joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. The 99 didn't go astray. Well, he didn't throw a party for them. You know why it said they need no repentance? The application is they'd already repented. That's the only way you need no repentance because you've already repented. I don't need to get saved today. Oh, I'm already saved. Once for all. I'm already saved. As a, as a Christian, I need to ask God's forgiveness every day that I might stay in fellowship. But... Uh, Staying in fellowship and being a child of God is two different things. You know, to be a silver, the only thing I had to do was get born. That's all I've ever had to do, just get born. But stay in fellowship with, the, with, with my parents when I was growing up it involved a little bit more. They'd already repented. The lost sheep. Are you lost this morning? You're never going to find your way to God. Somebody's going to have to show you the way. Man will never be saved on his own. That doesn't mean you can't get saved at home. You can get saved, provided you already have been showed the way. You may have been shown that way through the preaching of the gospel or through a personal witness or a gospel track or whatever. Someone has showed you the way to God. But the shepherd seeks the sheep. Are you lost? You've never been saved? You need to be saved. God, God's in the saving business. He wants to save you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to give you new life. He wants to come in your heart to live. He wants to give you heaven. He don't want you to burn in hell. He died for you to keep out of such a place. Hell's prepared for the devil and his angels, not for people. He wants you to be saved. And he can save you. I can't save you. You can't save yourself. This church, you can join this church and be baptized. That won't save you. Join some other church. That won't save you. There's only one person can save you, and that's Jesus. Listen, the only one that could find this sheep was the shepherd. And the way he found it probably he kept calling out to the sheep, calling out the sheep. And finally the sheep responded. He knew where it was at. You know, that's what you have to do. You have to respond. If that sheep had never bladed back to the shepherd, the shepherd probably would never have found it. You've got to respond. You've got to say yes. Yes, I'll accept Christ. Yes, yes, Lord. 
I want forgiveness. I want heaven. I want salvation. I want to live forever. And if you'll respond to that offer God has for you, you can be saved. If you're a backslider today and you've gotten cold and indifferent and spiritually asleep, if you've gone to sleep sitting in church, I'm not talking about physical sleep. I'm talking about spiritual sleep. Then you need to get right with God and come and say, Lord, you may, this could be applied to the backslider who has wandered away, who has gotten away from the fold and needs the shepherd to find it. What do you need this morning? I'm glad we have a great shepherd. Though we are sheep, and dumb in many ways, we have a great shepherd. Let's bow our heads, please.